Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. My name is Kevin, and my favorite player is Tyshawn Taylor. My name is Andrew, and my favorite player is Tyshawn Taylor. <laughs> my name is Nick, and my favorite player is Eric Chenoweth. And this is Jayhawk Talk Radio, a show that is unapologetically by Kansas fans for Kansas fans. My name is Kevin Meckley, and I, along with my co-hosts, are so excited to launch this show in partnership with 610 Sports Radio. For the OGs out there who know, my co-host Andrew and I have been doing a Jayhawk Talk podcast for a decade, and we're going to continue to do the pod, but we are so stoked to bring that same type of content, fun, energy, fiery hot takes about our favorite team and program straight to the radio. Look, the biggest difference you're going to hear is audio. Uh, the audio is going to be better. The mics are going to be able to heal just a little bit better. And no FCC regulated bad words. But just to be sure, I do have Andrew right now holding up a sign like those Texas Tech assistant coaches did against KU that said, no backdoor cuts, no lobs. <laughs> Except mine says, don't say the F word, Kevin. So that's, I'm going to try to do that real hard, real hard. <laughs> Look, otherwise, if you love the pod, you're going to love this. And if you're new, welcome. We're going to have Big 12 talk, college basketball talk, too. If, you're, if you are a KU fan or a college basketball junkie, hang around. This is for you. And engage with us at Jayhawk Talk on Twitter. Hit the text line. Tell your friends about the show. I want to bring in my partners in crime now. Andrew, welcome to the radio. Hey, it's good to be here, Kevin. Uh, I have a couple questions that I want to get out there for, for the new listeners, and that's really to determine if this show is for you. So I'm going to ask a couple questions. First... Do you avoid making plans in the month of March? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you answer sure. yes, it's for it's for you. Do you avoid certain restaurants or bars for luck purposes? One hundred percent. Yeah, I know. There's I have like three of them that are like verboten. Will not go. We will lose. Do you know what point planking means? Absolutely. No, actually, no one knows what point planking <laughs> means. Only only Tyshawn Taylor knows what point planking means. Um, did you name your first child? After an early 2000s Jayhawk point guard. I can 100% unequivocally say yes. Yes. Most of you out there probably have. <laughs> uh, a couple more. Is your quote-unquote anti-Mizzou shirt the most prized possession in your wardrobe? It's so worn down no, but now but I still say yes. And then my last one is, do you wish that Angel Morris was also your mother? Since my mother's listening, I'll say only when I play basketball. <laughs> well, if you answered yes to any of those, this show is for you. If not, stick around. We're going to have some laughs, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep you engaged that way. My brain's rattling as to what your kid's name is, and I only know what point planking is from listening to your guys' show. But I, I think we're going to be doing this for the next several weeks, as long as this season goes, which I hope is for as long as possible. But before we get into March and get ahead of ourselves, we have to talk about last night's game because that was the Sunflower showdown. It was the Sunflower beatdown. Yeah. It's always fun blowing out teams. It's always fun scoring 100, but it's even more fun hanging 100 on your biggest rival. Well, I don't know. Is K-State the biggest rival now that Missouri's back in the fold? Do this we... feels like a whole segment. I don't uh, know. I, I, think, I think you could say K-State thinks we are the biggest rival. So but that's what makes important. it feel so good. Yeah. That's what makes good. it feel so good. And, and knowing that Bill Self left the guys out there, 
Maybe just a little bit longer than he normally would have knowing that 100 was in the mix. We did spread that rivalry love evenly. We did score 102 on both of those teams. <laughs> so point. it's like, let's keep it. We don't want to make any of these rivals feel bad yeah. to think like, oh, they're a bigger rival. So we'll hang 102 on both. Uh, so, But it is good to hang 100 on, on both K-State and Missouri. You know, this was a game with no real late drama. It's pretty much over in the first couple minutes of the second half. It was just a run-and-gun party. We had 15 three-pointers. Haven't done that in quite a while. So uh, the folks I talked to at Allen Fieldhouse said, you know, it's just a good time. It's just a party. That, it was weird that Bruce Weber came into Allen Fieldhouse, looked up and down our roster, uh, you know, got with his coaches and said, here's, here's our game plan. We're going to try to outrun them. This is what we're going to do, boys. You get out there and you run as fast as you can. Get that heart of beating because this is our play. This is our strategy to come into Allen Fieldhouse and outrun the Kansas Jayhawks, the fastest Kansas Jayhawk team we've had in a long time, and one who thrives on getting up and down the court. The most possessions we've seen all year and not close, that was the game that, that Bruce Weber won in. On Monday, Bruce Weber said that he wanted this game to be played in the 60s. Liar. <laughs> liar. Is, <laughs> he's a liar. Is that a mind game? Is that a joke? I mean, maybe it's like, oh, I think Bill Self's going to be listening to my radio program. <laughs> well, I'm going to say we, we're going to need to play in the 60s, so he's going to make those adjustments. I will say this, though. In postgame last night, Bill Self did say, a little surprising that K-State. He said it 10 different ways. Like, every single answer, they're like, hey, what did you think of Mitch Lightfoot? And he's like, I still can't believe they ran. Like, every <laughs> answer, he just kept coming back to that. <laughs> like, it was so funny. You're really going to do this? Yeah. You're really going to go this for this against strategy. us? You know, I, after the game, I kind of wondered, and I know some people on Twitter, and we were doing the Twitter spaces last night where people were asking, you know, are, you, are we sure Bill's going to be happy about this performance? I mean, they did give up 83. There are some defensive issues to work through. I said, mm, this was against Texas or Texas Tech. Then, yeah, maybe Bill's focusing on the defense in practice this week. But knowing it was against Kansas State, I don't think he gave a damn about the fact they gave up 83 because they put 102 on the board. It was just a fun game. These are the games that I like to watch. I think all fans like to watch these types of games. No one likes to watch Virginia and Duke, who right now through four minutes in the game have four points between the two teams. Like, no one wants to watch that. You want to watch up and down, launch threes, get back and forth. And that was fun. It was like an NBA game. Like, the possession was over 10 seconds into the shot clock every single possession. When Bill Self started at KU, Everyone loved the hire. It was it was like, okay, we got this guy. However, there was this mood around campus, and, and you were on campus uh, when Bill Self was hired, and I just had started. But the talk was he's going to bring in this Big Ten, Big Ten. style. It's going to be so slow. We're losing this Roy Williams running gun offense. It took a while, and <laughs> we've, we've had some fast teams, but I think we finally got back to – this is a really fast team. Well, evolution's a slow process. True. It's taken almost two decades, but Bill Self has finally realized, you know what? That thing they were doing before I showed up is pretty damn fun to win basketball games fun. like that. I remember Keith Langford like, am I going to be able to get to go fast, coach? Could <laughs> 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 I still run? Uh, is this going to be slowing down half court? And, and all of us had that question. But no, it, it was. he's obviously done some things right. And last night was a lot of fun. That was just fun. And now you get to the point where I think 
there have been times where Christian has been sort of that second guy. There have been times when Dave has been the go-to guy and they're feeding the ball through the post. Jalen's gotten really hot as of late. I'm, it's no longer like a duo for me for this team where I say it's, it's Ochai and this guy. There was a question. Do you know what the, the actual context of the question was about it being a three-headed monster? And should we, moving forward, refer to Ochai, CB, and Jalen as the three-headed monster? I think that's uh, that looks down on Dave a little bit. I think it's a four-headed monster. Well, you can't have a four-headed monster. <laughs> I just said too many. Can't. Why can't you have a three-headed monster? It's too many heads. That's too many heads. It's far too many heads. <laughs> too many heads. I look. I I think that there is. It is impossible not to include Jalen in that starting in Big Twelve play. Uh, and you could maybe the full season. That's certainly what ESPN was pushing last night with their little graphic showing that you know showing uh, CB and Ochai combined points is among the top three in the nation. That's that's all well and good, but like you can make the same graphic for Jalen and Ochai uh, in Big Twelve play, and that's that's the. I, I think it's fair to call it a three-headed monster, but I still think I don't listen. You got those three of the heads, and maybe have like a different monster. Some other monster. Dave needs to be on the monster somewhere. Well, I I think in context of this quote, Bill Self did stand up for his guy, Mitch. He did. And said that actually Mitch is the fourth head of this monster, especially last night. Coming off the bench, getting 11 points or 13 points. This was a a big night for Mitch. Let's not forget about Mitch. Do you guys remember, I think it was about a month and a half ago. I don't remember who they were playing, but Mitch hit a turnaround. That hook shot, his go-to shot over his left shoulder. And Fran said during the game, that's unstoppable. Mitch Lightfoot <laughs> over his left shoulder is unstoppable. And I laughed audibly in my living room. I said, did, did Fran Frischilla just refer to Mitch Lightfoot with a baby hook shot as unstoppable? I don't think he's missed that shot since. It's kind of, he kind I of don't think he's missed that shot since. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty weak front court he, he was going up against last night. But uh, we're going to go up against teams like that in the rest of the Big 12 and in, into the NCAA tournament. So maybe look for some big moves from Mitch. A couple of things I want to get to. Uh, you know, we had talked about some weaknesses in the past about, you know, where does this team need to improve? You know, three-point shooting has not been a, a stellar point of emphasis in bench points. But last night... The complete opposite. We uh, we shot 62.5% from from three-point. We made 15 of them in bench points, had 31. 31! That's, I don't think we've had 31 bench points in years. Uh, With Jalen Coleman-Lands getting nine, Yesifu getting nine, and Mitch getting a big one-three. Yeah, when you get to 100, you got to get some points off the bench, I assume. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, Jalen CB and and JCL go nine for 11 from three. Uh, That's going to help all the time, every single time. Because you're already getting highly efficient three-point shooting from Ochai. And when you add in, you know, those other guys shooting at, at that kind of clip, uh, that, was, that was definitely a, a huge part of it. And I still, I still come back to it. KSU pushing the pace is what caused that last night. I mean, yeah, we, they, that game easily could have been played in the 60s or 70s if Bruce Weber really wanted it to. Yeah. But they, they, clearly, they clearly didn't. And... Uh, it's the only only the third team to ever score a hundred against a Bruce Weber team. Thought that was interesting. Wait, the third third team. Third, not the third Kansas team. The third team. The third team ever. That that's what I read somewhere on Twitter. So I'm going well, it right. to say it's right. It's got to be 100 yeah. okay. percent true. Yeah. Okay. I'm that's not going to good enough research. for me. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all those guys have normally. There's always usually one of those guys that's going off. But for all three of them to do it in the same game. That's pretty rare. I don't know if I expect it moving forward, but it's nice to know that you at least have that in your bag. Maybe once in March you may need that. Yeah, absolutely. And last point on this before we go to break, 
my favorite part of this game was the smack talk that both teams were throwing. And I think K-State kind of started it, it looked like. Nigel Peck. Yeah. And and Nigel, like, he can do that. I think that's fine. Uh, he's a guy who can maybe back that up. And I... More smack talk, the better. I'm full on 100% pro smack talk in college basketball and basketball and maybe life in general. And it makes that so much more fun. And then to see that is a cheat code, though, to get CB going. That is a cheat code to get some of our guys going. And I love it. I loved, I loved it. CB did not blow a kiss at the bench, at the K-State bench. He blew a kiss at his mom. Like, that's what he said uh, in postgame. Uh, sure. Let's take him at his word for it. Uh-huh. Sweetheart, son of the year. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so by texting us on the Jay's Southland Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio. And coming up next, the only thing hotter than Bruce Weber's hair is his seat. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nick Schwert on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Nick Schwert with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, Chris Unocero producing this bad boy. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio, the first episode of Jayhawk Talk Radio. And I'm glad we got to do it coming off that game last night a beatdown of KU over K-State. I thought we would be talking about a potential Bruce Weber hot seat situation tonight. But I think instead we need to be talking about that hairdo that Bruce Weber's sporting. Dude, that, those (laughs) waves. What has he been doing for the last 20 years of his coaching career that has kept that under wraps until the I, until this season. It is magical. It was perfect. I, he should he should change nothing about that hair. In fact, make sure you own it, grow it out just a little more, and just let it flow, Bruce. That was the best Bruce Weber has ever looked. That hair was a magical little mop on top of his head. And I don't know about you guys, but I was getting more texts and responses and stuff on Twitter about his freaking hair than about the game. Like, it was fun. Even my wife was like, can you send me a picture of Bruce Weber's hair? Because someone at my work keeps talking about it on this text chain. And she's not watching the game. And I'm like, yeah, because it's great. It's magical. He did his COVID hair two years later. Like, he's like, yeah. hey, everybody else did this cool grow your hair out thing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now. You know, it's Which, is, by the way, is the most Bruce Weber thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, being being a year and a half late to the, to the trend. But you know what? It's working for him. And I think you're right. I think he needs to let it go a little longer. He needs... He needs to now, like, completely own the look, though. Like, instead of whatever he was wearing, a T-shirt, whatever he was wearing last night, get yourself a turtleneck. Get yourself some old man hipster glasses. You can start hanging out on Mass Street with that look. Uh, here's the other take. He's maybe auditioning for a new, a new gig, maybe going to a little bit more of a, a left-leaning college town, or maybe with the Waves. Maybe he's going, like, uh, what, what's, a, what's a Wave school? Tulane. Uh, San Jose State. San Jose State. <laughs> uh, what's, yeah. If he just, start, if he just takes, takes that all the way, like the, the, uh, the uh, t- Tulane Green Wave. They're the Waves, right? Yeah, Tulane. that would actually be perfect. Be he perfect. can be the new Pepperdine, mascot. Pepperdine he can just waves? T- yeah, he could just take over, as, just the take over as a mascot. You know, Jim Woolridge went to UC Irvine, so maybe it's just this retirement plan for, for XKC coaches to, to head out to head out west. Is he still coaching, by the way? Do we know that? I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep up with Jim Woolridge. Well, I uh, feel like we should have discussed this before the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, we should. I just can't get a mess or a, a picture of Jim Woolridge out of my head without the neck brace. The neck brace, Jim Woolridge, is the best Jim Woolridge of all time. You know, these are the basketball adjacent things that, that we like to talk about here on Jayhawk Talk Radio, oftentimes more important than the actual basketball. And so, of course, we're talking about Bruce Weber's hair. 
How about the jerseys? Ooh, even better. Let's talk about the Kansas jersey. So this has divided a country, <laughs> a, a, at least the state of Kansas, or at least the Jayhawk fans, where maybe in my information bubble, in my, you know, info echo chamber, I thought the consensus was that, that these jerseys were well-liked. And maybe that's just amongst the folks that I talk to, because I refuse to talk any, to anybody who disagrees with me. But apparently I'm wrong, because <laughs> I really liked them. Yeah, you must get your news from those obscure websites that just got launched. And they that you, you listen to your own radio show, uh, everything like that. You listen to your own, watch your own cable news. Listen, I'm, I'm a more broad uh, sweeping. I, get, I, I try to get my news from all sorts of angles. And by the way, I liked him too, and I got a lot of pushback for that on Twitter. <laughs> so there was a take out there that they were not cool. We're talking about these sunflower jerseys. It was it was a sunflower showdown. It was a clash on the car. Own the sunflower thing. I, I, I the good part about it is I think we own sunflowers. So I think I initially didn't like them, but then once I sort of took a step back and realized, okay, they're never going to wear these again. These aren't going to become a rotational. Hold hey, that. Hold no. that. Whoa. We scored a hundred freaking points <laughs> and beat someone by nineteen. Bill Self is is as Nothing if not superstitious. He is as superstitious as they come. Those jerseys are coming back for the national championship game. I can't wait to see those jerseys when we play Kentucky. And uh, it might make our chances a little higher. There will be people in 30 years saying, why did they remove the sunflowers from the jerseys? They're supposed (laughs) to look like this. But we all at this radio station saying the same thing. So. There have been worse. I think I will say that for somebody who's not the biggest fan of them. I've definitely seen worse. So what do you want in an alternative jersey? Like we we've had some good ones, we've had some bad ones. Like what what is something that would be a good one? My favorite ones were the iced out ones from like 2013. I think it was the Ben McLemore year. You you know what I'm talking yeah. about? The Zubaz ones? No, 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 no. They were literally like they think they oh, took right. some of the trim out and just it was all white. They were very icy. I liked those a lot. I like the grays. Oh, the grays are great. I like the grays. You know, those Embiid years ones, the, the uh-huh. Wiggins Embiid with the Jayhawk script across the mm-hmm. front. We, we kept cream. that for a while. The yeah. cream. Those were, those were good. So a funny side note is I don't know if you guys remember this, but they started the season with those hideous shoulder pad jerseys. Yeah. And halfway through the season, the players went and told the coaches, we hate these jerseys so much and our alternates are so awesome that can we please just wear these the rest of the season? And the coaches said, okay. You can go back and look. Like halfway through the season, they just stopped wearing their actual base jerseys because the players hated them so much. And I think it ultimately depends on what are you winning in? Because I think the fan base hated the Trajan font. Hated the Trajan font until we won the national championship well, you know in what? Trajan font. So and now it's like, you know what? Trajan font means so much to me. I still like the circus font. I'm a circus font guy. Bring back circus font. Here's the take, though. Whenever we do alternate jerseys or throwback jerseys, any sort of alternate version of jersey, my take is that all the coaching staff should also partake in that. So if they're wearing a suit, they need to like throw back to like 60s suits if they're wearing a 60s uniform. I like that a lot. They need to, no quarter zips. At least last night, he should have had a sunflower on his quarter zip. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, so I imagine Bill Self and the staff showing up sort of like in that Andrew Wiggins flower mm-hmm. jacket with mm-hmm. more sunflowers. Go all the way. All the way. All the way. Just own it. Adidas needs to have a line of, you know, accompanying suit jackets or quarter zips that go along with those.
I think it's a great thought. And I think that so far, halfway through our first show, we're doing great. The ratings are already through the roof. Sure. But it's our first episode, so we're trying a lot of new things out. You've heard some of the liners playing you know, in breaks when we're coming in and out of breaks. I sent a lot of things in. A few of them got sent back to me and said, actually, these aren't going to work. So I figured we could actually turn that into content, and I could play a few of them for you. Yeah, we, we haven't could... heard these. I don't okay. know what's going on here. So, yeah, so, these, so, these are, so these are what I would call rejected liners, the ones that corporate said, you know what, I don't <laughs> think these are exactly trying to get across the message that you're okay. going for. So here's the, here's the first one. Just give me your, your reaction to them. Okay. Jayhawk Talk Radio, one of the top-rated KU radio shows after 6 p.m. on Wednesdays in the KC metro area on 610 Sports Radio. One of. One of the top-rated at least it. it's true. I love it's not it. like we're lying to the people. There's nothing Why is that not running right now. I think they just thought it was too unspecific. Okay, that's probably it. All right, so here was the second one. Let's go to another one now. Jayhawk Talk Radio, the official Tyshawn Taylor radio show for North America and the island territory of Guam on 610 Sports Radio. And Guam was a big get there, too. Yeah. I mean, we led off this show by saying this is a Tyshawn Taylor podcast. Some of us did. So, <laughs> Some of us did. <laughs> Two-thirds, two a majority of us led off that this is a Tyshawn Taylor podcast. I have so one I, jersey. Hang on to that. Hang on to okay, that we'll, one. We'll, keep that one. I have we'll one jersey at my house. around for a little bit. My only jersey that I own is an old-school Tyshawn Taylor jersey that I only bring out at the most superstitious, needy, opportune times, and only usually in March. Here's another one that corporate sent back to me. Jayhawk Talk Radio, still actively searching for the whereabouts of Rafe LaFrance, Wednesdays at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Does anybody know where Rafe LaFrance is? He's, uh, isn't he like an assistant there's a fable. He's in Iowa. That he's in Iowa somewhere. He is in Iowa somewhere. He might be a volunteer assistant high school basketball coach. I bet he's in Iowa. This should be a good, like, uh, four-part documentary podcast series. Mm-hmm. Where is little Rafe LaFrance? Maybe Let's that can be our next him. venture. Maybe that can be an off-season I like that a sort lot. of adventure. Okay, last one, last one for you guys. Jayhawk Talk Radio, fighting for the return of the dancing nachos and Joe Dooley's slip back on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, I like all of these. I don't know what the problem There's is. There's no rejection here at all. <laughs> <laughs> these are great. <laughs> I'd send them in. Corporate sent them back. So. All right, we're done here if corporate's going to start rejecting this, this kind of stuff. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio, and there's only one rule about the next segment, and it's that we are absolutely under no circumstances going to talk about Remy Martin. Jayhawk Talk Radio, a KU show by the fans, for the fans, on 610 Sports Radio. To demonstrate the power of Cricket Nationwide 5G, we brought in this monster truck. And to tell you Cricket 5G is available on every plan at no extra charge, we brought in this fleet of monster trucks. Now that's power! Get powerful Nationwide 5G on all plans at no extra charge! Plus a Cricket Dream 5G phone free when you switch! <laughs> Tastes like power, too. Smile, you're on Cricket. Must bring your number to Cricket on a $60 a month plan. First month service charge and tax due at sale. Cricket 5G is not available everywhere. Fees, terms, and other restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. The Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on Cody and Gold. 610 Sports Radio. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. All right, we are back to Jayhawk Talk Radio. And you are hearing We Don't Talk About Bruno. And a look, classic. It's a classic. It is number one on the Billboard charts. It's the best, most, uh, I guess, most esteemed Disney crossover song ever, they've said. 
It also it reminds me a little bit of KU fan base and how we talk about Remy. We don't talk about Remy. But well, what's the backstory on we don't talk about Bruno for the 1% of people who haven't seen this movie yet? Yeah, so essentially... Bruno is like the brother that has uh, some secret powers, but they all think it's kind of for bad, but really it's for good. But they all like every time they talk about him, it's like something happens that's that could be like negative. And I think a lot of people approach Remy in kind of the same way. And they kind of like, we don't talk about Remy because we're not sure, you know, maybe there's a, a fight going with Bill Self or maybe there's something going on. Maybe there's there's something brewing there with, with Remy that we don't know about. Why isn't he playing? Is he really hurt? But really all we're doing is just talking about Remy. Everybody talks about Remy. So we're going to talk about Remy. We've got a team that's got four losses on the season. We're on our way to winning a Big 12 uh, championship. We're going into March. We're very excited. We've got all these great players, all these great storylines. And all anyone wants to talk about is Remy Martin. What it's about in- Remy? It's incredible. He has an aura about him. He has this magnetism that will not allow us to move on from him, no matter how much success we see this team have, no matter who steps up in his place, it all comes back to Remy. And I don't think that will change at any point. I don't think there is any series of events that can happen between now and the end of the regular season that are going to lead us to cease speaking about this kid. <laughs> Look, he, he came here, obviously, with really, really, really high expectations. He was Big 12 preseason player of the year. Big 12 preseason player of the year who has hardly played for Kansas. That's a taken in its in and of itself. KU, Bill Self should be coach of the year. They have gone on to maybe be a one seed without the Big 12 preseason player of the year. I mean, come on now. So you got I mean, <laughs> I get it a little bit, like the the allure of the guy. Because I mean, he was averaging 20 points a game. He was first team all Pac-12. He was gonna be the answer to the question that Bill Self had. We gotta get bigger, faster, stronger, more athletic, and we gotta get bucket getters. And he's most of those things, except for bigger. Uh, and he's not playing. But you look down the, the roster and you start looking at who he would play for. And I think that's the question now. Is he going to come back? And if so, would he even play? I think we got some answers to those questions. You know, I think this was probably a different conversation yesterday. But after we saw how well Joe Yesifu played and how well Harris has been playing, how does he get minutes from anybody? Like, that was almost as perfect offensive game as you could play yesterday with, like, two minor hiccups. But if what do you bring Remy in for? You bring Remy in for offense. You don't bring Remy in for team defense. <laughs> you don't bring Remy in for, you know, a shutdown guard. You bring him in for offense. I, I still have some faith that he's going to come in and, and have be some sort of meaningful contributor to this team. I just don't know when, and I really don't know how. Well, yeah, because I feel like you, if you don't know when or how, then I don't know how you conjure up the scenario where it happens. Like the game where I feel like it, it was at its peak, this conversation of this team needs this guy back and they need him back now was the game in Austin against Texas where KU blew the late lead. Duan Harris was supposed to throw the ball to Dave. He misses him, drives, tries to throw up the floater, loses it, out of bounds, game over. And I think a lot of people looked at that play and thought that's the type of play where you brought in Remy Martin, a guy who you can just give the ball to, everything else breaks down, he'll go and get you a bucket. 
But that's such a specific reason to play a guy. I don't think that's a reason to play a guy 15-plus minutes a game. The only situation I see playing out for him to really make a mark on this team is, well, a couple. If there's an injury, I think that changes things. But if he, if we get down in an NCAA tournament game, a la like Stanford and Connor Frankamp coming off the bench and just making buckets, like some, you need a spark. You need something to happen that's going to change the course of the game. That's a Remy situation. But I can't really come up with any other Remy situations except for spot minutes. Like, oh, taking over Dwan Harris's spot. There might be a situation where you play two small guards, but who's got the trust? Who has the trust of Bill Self right now? That's Joe Yasufu. That's Dwan Harris. That is not Remy Martin. Once you become Bill Self's guy, quote unquote guy, it's hard to pick that guy out of the lineup. Yeah. Because Dwan Harris, he's his guy. He's not going to come out of the lineup. And I don't know if Remy ever got there. We definitely didn't see that in the first half of the season. And now with this injury or whatever's going on, uh, you know, I think he's got a lot of skill. I mean, this was a guy we were so excited when he committed to KU because, Kevin, you and I saw this guy several years ago, front row at Allen Fieldhouse, and he killed us. Like the like the, like the the rich person seat, like the front row. Oh, yeah, the wow. very front row. Yeah, we were big balling. And it was a terrible game. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Like, part of me does never want, like, never wants to sit in those seats again. Like, I'm superstitious about KU basketball, but I'll make an exception for the very front row seats. But he just kept turning around and looking at us like, ha, 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 made another three on you guys. Like, no, I hate us, that guy. At us, not meaning, like, the fans on that no, side. Like, at, at Kevin us. and I. He, As KU fans. Yes. Publicly for KU fans. Yeah, well, yeah, and then, I don't think we were saying anything to him. I think we were just so, like, jaw-dropped by what was happening. I wish I could have said something. There's nothing we could have said. He was no. killing us. <laughs> was I like how personal you guys took Remy Martin well, having a big game. But when he joined, when he committed to KU, you were like, okay, this is a guy who I we used to hate. Firsthand. Now we know. Now we got that fire on our team. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. If we're going to talk about Remy and Joe and Dwan, I think we should do a little state of the union address here for KU basketball. I feel like that would be an appropriate way. Here we go. Make it to official. have this conversation. We have the state of the union address coming up this week. Oh, uh, we do the real one. Yeah, so, I didn't even know that. Yeah, March first. So, yeah, we're we're more into that stuff. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got a state of the union coming. So let's do the state of the roster. Uh, Andrew, pick a player. Let's just kind of march through a few of these. I just want to. This is my favorite one. Don't Me, say Remy. Do not say Remy. We literally just <laughs> do did not this. say Remy. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is another good one. Mitch versus Zach. Oh, that's good. That's hmm. a great topic. So you have Mitch, who is. Quote, unquote, Bill Self's guy. Been here for six years. We love Mitch. But we have this new shiny toy. We have Zach Clemens coming off the bench, guarding Tanner Groves in the Oklahoma game. We thought, oh, did Mitch just lose his spot? Maybe. And then Mitch has played the rest of the way, really. And Mitch <laughs> has played great the rest of the way. So how do you see this first big off the bench? Or maybe like if, if Dave's not doing very well, you know, who's going to play? We got to do the say it out loud test for this one, right? Oh, I like that. Oh, wait. So what, what's the qu- the exact question? Who is the first big off the bench in a meaningful tournament game? Say it out loud. One, two, three. Mitch. Mitch. Okay. <laughs> we got that one settled. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, that's pretty easy. I, I Maybe maybe matchup specific as we saw, but I, I think that's the only time. 
I want Zach Clemson. The only way it will happen is if it happened the way it did against uh, Oklahoma, where you went to the first guy, he didn't work. You went to the second guy, he didn't work. And then all of a sudden it's like, Zach, I guess you're next on up. And and if he makes a couple plays with those minutes, that's how he gets run. Yeah. It might be fourth guy. I mean, KJ might. Seriously. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, And I I think he's going to play. He got a few minutes against case not very many in a blowout game. So I don't know. I feel like he's a next season guy. I look forward to him because I think he's going to be a fun player at KU. Okay. One last question here before we go to break. Who will be this year's Malik Newman, whose season officially begins in March? Yes, Fu. It's Joe. It's Remy. No, come <laughs> on. God. <laughs> we just went through. We did like we nine set minutes. Up ground rules Martin. and everything, man. Maybe. I mean, so the 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 take is who's gonna come in and be hot in March and be sort of unexpected. I mean, yeah, Remy could fit that bill. I like Yesifu too. He's playing well. This, he's this he's the, fitting in is what he's doing, right? He's not playing outside of the confines of the offense. exactly what he needs to do. Which is how you earn minutes and yes, trust with is. Bill Self. And he, he the, how fast he's playing too. And I think what – I like the idea of splitting the minutes up a little bit more between he and Harris because that, that allows Harris to be all the way turned up for 26 minutes. 27 minutes, 28 minutes, and then all the way turned up Joe Yesfu at the same time, and then they play a few crossover minutes together. I, I like that. Guys, I'm liking this team right now. Mm, I, starting, I got some vibes. Starting to think thoughts. Starting to feel some <laughs> vibes. I am. I am. Just, but I, 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 I do too until you think about the Kentucky game. Like that's mm. the only thing that just keeps me a little hesitated. So just avoid them. I agree. Problem solved. 100%. Jayhawk Talk Radio here on 610 Sports Radio. And coming up next, is it our final segment or a Jamaica Reggaeton Music Festival? You decide. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nick Schwert on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys. down the home stretch here on Jayhawk Talk Radio. Again, if you'd like to join the conversation, hit us up on the Jay's Southland Tow Service text line. 913-576-7610. I'm Nick Schwert with Kevin Neckley, Andrew Payne, Chris Unocero. We got a big one on Saturday, boys. Now, I have a feeling that this game on Saturday isn't going to go exactly how the game between KU and Baylor went in Lawrence. Are either one of you willing to take the other side of that argument? You know, that was a party. That was a party too. Those were the Mizzou game, the K-State game, and that Baylor game. Like, uh, those are all parties. I don't think so. This is going to be in Waco. This is going to be college game day. I don't anticipate a 30-burger. Yeah, like eighty three fifty nine. I'd settle for a twenty burger. It, I would settle for that. It was eighty three fifty nine, and it wasn't that close. It was not that close. <laughs> that was a uh, put in the tens at the end, and uh, you know yeah. they they got so eight, what's, po- eight quick points. What's the over under on ten minutes? On this game, zero. What point five? Th- yeah, we're going point five. Yeah, I'll take the under. And you're taking the under. <laughs> yes, Confidently taking the under. <laughs> on ten How minutes. much can I bet it right now, guys? I kind of feel like. Baylor's a good matchup for KU. I do too. As good as they are, like there's a lot of teams in the country, Baylor will make look very inferior, but I don't think KU's one of them. Especially now. I mean, they're obviously with, uh, with I call him JTT because I don't want to say his name. Uh, I don't want to pronounce his can name. Can I do it? Yeah, I know you can do it because you say it very confidently. Jonathan Chamwachachwa. Thank you. One more time. 
Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa. I like it. I might record that, and whenever I want to say it, I'll just play you. <laughs> 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 so, with him out, uh, they're a different team. I mean, he was their best yeah. rebounder. He was a great, great defensive player. I, I think that changes a lot about their team. And the other thing they suck at is, uh, is transition defense. And what did we just see? Yeah. <laughs> we just saw the maybe the best transition offense team in in the Bill Self era, and maybe in uh, in college basketball right now. And that was uh, we saw that against Baylor too. It, but if they're going to throw dudes at the rim for offensive rebounding, which is their game, they're going to get hurt again. And I think they're going to they're, they're obviously going to have a different change or a change this time around. They have to. We weren't getting to flex that muscle that that transition muscle until that. Until that Baylor game, like this was a team that was, you know, we knew they were fast. We knew when Jalen Wilson got the ball, he was headed up the court. We knew that they wanted to get those transition buckets. Uh, but, you know, Big 12 defenses are also pretty good. But that Baylor game, you saw it. They had 17 fa- fast break points, uh, the most they'd had uh, in Big 12. But, you know, the other thing is that we did play pretty good defense against Baylor last time, too. This wasn't just about transition. Uh, we have, uh, uh, I think Ochai was, was guarding uh, Akinjo and held him to zero points. The Baylor shot yeah. 30% from the field, 26 from three. If you can play that good a defense against a team that's ranked that high, you're going to have success. And we just saw Baylor barely sneak by Oklahoma State uh, 66-64 in overtime this week. So they are... I, maybe a maybe a little screw loose somewhere. Maybe something off the hinges. Not quite. I'm springing a brand new segment, spur of the moment, on Ooh. you guys live. Right. I did not warn you for this. I did not prep you for it. The name of it is called Let's Get Dorky. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're just going to cite specific Ken Palm stats without really diving into them too much. Okay. Taylor ranks seventh in the Big 12 in, a, in defensive rebounding. They rank seventh in the Big 12 in two-point defense. What are KU's two strengths on offense? Yeah. Scoring inside and getting offensive rebounds. There you go. That was pretty dorky. But and that has been. Let's get dorky. <laughs> we need a drop for that. You need to get the get the person and make a drop uh, for Oh, send more imaging out. Yep. Yeah, right. I, I like the matchup too. I don't uh, what do you think that line is gonna be? I'm still very interested in that. We talked about it a little bit. Ken Palm has it as a four point Baylor. And do they and Ken Palm I don't think accounts for injuries, do they? Like they're not accounting for the fact that Jonathan Chamochach was out. I'm not sure. I, I think know it's that, just I season. I think it's just season long. Yeah, they should. They That'll should... be on next week's edition of Let's Get Dorky. We'll have Ken Palm on <laughs> we'll to discuss Ken it. Hey Ken, fix your algorithm, bro. Uh, yeah. So I I I kind of like it if KU's a four point dog in that game. That feels like a coin flip game to me. You know, and I'm not too worried about going down to Waco. This, it's, it's, it's great that they uh, have a good team and they won the national title last year. But, you know, I've never been scared of it. They, they can barely sell the place out. I, this isn't a place where we're going to be scared. Are you downplaying a new blood? Right now? Oh, new. Yeah. Are, are you of course I am. Wait, is this a, a thing? New blood? Is a new blood a thing? I didn't know it was, but now I get what you're saying. As a blue blood, I'm always going to downplay a new downplay blood. downplay all the new bloods. That's what we do here. <laughs> Wait, who else falls in the new blood category? Villanova. Yeah, Nova. That's what I say. Oh, dude, Villanova. You can't New lump. blood. <laughs> new blood. Is Gonzaga new blood? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Is there anybody Super else I'm missing? New. Virginia? Oh, keep going. Yeah. New blood. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. They, they've got some history, but like, yeah, still new blood. Has Texas Tech risen to new blood status? Not yet. They went to a title game. Yeah, not yet. But I have Prove nothing it. but nice things to say about Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech. I don't want to downplay Texas Tech. You know Tech. what? On that note, in our final segment of tonight's show, 
I think we should maybe rev up the hot take factory and close out with uh, some of our hottest takes for the first episode of Jayhawk Talk Radio. I like it. Kevin, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the first one? Uh, look, I, I, we talked about this, uh, and I was going to say this. I don't know if I'm stealing yours, but it's on my list, so I'm taking it. Texas Tech is the best basketball environment in the Big 12, not named Allen Fieldhouse, <laughs> and it's not close. Hilton, you got nothing anymore. I'm sorry. It's not interesting up there. The Octagon of who? No, no, no. <laughs> what what is what is the craziest fan base right now? In oh, the I Big love 12? that that Texas game against Texas Tech <laughs> was must watch sports, Both not basketball, them. not college basketball sports. I'll take it a step further. My hot take is that I want to form an alliance with Texas Tech fans. <laughs> I don't just like Texas Tech fans. I want to be friends with Texas Tech fans. I think Kansas should form an alliance with Texas Tech in our hatred towards Chris Beard in Texas. I'm in. I like that a lot. I like it too. That's not even that hot. All right. That feels good. I just, yeah, that feels good. That felt good coming off. That's felt good. If we're talking big 12 hot takes, I've got one for you. I think K state gets into the tournament and I think Bruce Weber saves his job. Wow. That's pretty hot. Hold on. So TCU is currently playing Texas and they're up by two. However, I think TCU is going to lose the rest of their games. And so they'll have lost basically like seven out of the past eight games. I don't think they get into the tournament. I think K-State gets that, gets that spot. Not that it's one for one, but they they get that purple spot from the big 12. And I think Bruce Weber sticks around. Okay. So I actually am going to also riff off that one. I think Bruce Weber goes down to Tulane. They're in the sweet 16 (laughs) next year while K-State is coached by first year head coach, Doug Gottlieb. Oh, oh, no. It's Uh, time to fire up the Doug Gottlieb takes again. I'm all in on that. Like, we we should start – we should each start our own Doug Gottlieb to K-State Twitter account. (laughs) And that way it's not just one, it's three, and it just keeps revving it up. Just rev, rev, rev it all the way up. Uh, Listen, this this isn't a big one, but – I know a lot of people are digging these Bill Self quarter zips. There's like a whole thing about the quarter Don't zips. Don't you dare. I'm not. I just, I miss suits and ties for this reason. What was the best Roy Williams thing to happen on a sideline? One, he did the full, like, sub five out, like full line change. Yeah. He would do that move. But the other thing he would do, when the jacket came off and threw to the ground and the tie loosens up, sometimes you lost the tie, that would rev up the fan base more than anything when we were down or having a bad game or whatever. What are you going to do with the quarter zip? Can I tell you something? My uncle owns and has framed in his basement a Roy Williams jacket that was thrown into the crowd. I like that. Oh, I, I, that's, that's a great. That's that a great. is like the prize. That's like I a don't, good. And he's got a ton of memorabilia. Like he's got letters that James Naismith sent his wife from the Topeka YMCA letterhead. That's cool. But the Roy Williams jacket is the coolest. That's thing the he coolest has down there. there. Yeah, that's awesome. In, in a future episode, we'll need to talk about KU memorabilia, Holy Grails. That might be. Oh, up there. I like good. that. I like that. That's we got to write good. that one down because that's a good one. All right. I've got, I've got one more here. Uh, this may be negative. I don't want you all to take it in a bad way because I am going somewhere with this. But I think that Ochai Abaji is the only player to be named a first-team All-Big 12 player. From KU? From KU. That's right. So mm. that means CB's getting left off. And that means Jalen Wilson's getting I think left KU's, off. I think they're getting three on. 
Yeah. I don't I think that there is a vast a conspiracy amongst the media members and the coaches that they don't want to reward <laughs> KU with two players. And this is what I want to have happen. I wanted to make Christian Brown so mad. Oh, I like that. That he's gonna go on a tear in March. Like I was slighted by the media. I was slighted by the coaches. Now this league is mine. This tournament is mine. This NCAA like tournament is mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer just one slightly off that take, which I really like. I, we know that CB is better when he feels slighted. Right. That's what I'm going for. And I know, and, and you're exactly, you spelled that out perfectly. I think we ought to hire the guy from Happy Gilmore that yells at Adam Sandler, <laughs> you will not make this putt. <laughs> just hire that guy to just follow CB around campus and definitely inside Allen Fieldhouse or wherever they play. Because I think, I think we need to plant some naysayers. I actually don't think that's the worst idea in the world. He is nothing if not petty, and I think it's my favorite quality about CB. I love it. Exit interviews before we got out of here. How do you guys think we did? First episode in the books. Spot. Ten of ten. I think we're undefeated. One and zero. Oh. Wow. One. Hey, one game at a time. Survive in advance. Any yeah. other cliches we can fit in there? Yeah. Ken Palm uh, rates our, our defensive efficiency maybe just a little lower than our offensive efficiency. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You can still win as long as you're in the top twenty-five. I like it. I hey, like if it. you want to hear the podcast of this, you can do it in a couple of different ways. On uh, the Wave in the Weed podcast, fa- uh, podcast page at 610sports.com. You can also do it on the Jayhawk Talk podcast page. And there's going to be an after-hours edition that you guys are going to go record right now. Yes, we are. Thanks, guys. Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, I'm Nick Schwert for Chris Uno Cero, Jayhawk Talk Radio in the books. We'll see you next Wednesday, 6 o'clock. Rock Chalk. Rock Chalk. I say we the greatest. That's why they try to knock us down and all. Jayhawk Talk Radio, a KU show by the fans, for the fans on 610 Sports Radio. Hey. Hey. Teach me how to tell you. Hey. They be like smooth. What? Can you teach me how to tell you? You know why? Cause all the bitches. Alright, we are back. All I need is a beat that's super. This is the Jayhawk Talk After Hours segment, Andrew. The After the Radio program. That was a lot of fun. Did you have fun in the old uh, studio there? That was that was a lot of fun. So we've been doing this for a long time. But it's usually, you know, we say it's the Jayhawk Talk Studios. Really what it is, <laughs> is we're doing it via Skype. Or we just recently transitioned to Zoom. And we're recording the Zoom. We've had and the Jayhawk Talk suite. We had the Jayhawk Talk. Uh, luxury box. Luxury box. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's actually pretty easy to do. But. This was a lot different. This was we all we were all in the same room, which I think makes for better content. We're Probably. able to like transition a little bit better rather than Kevin talks and then I talk and then we respond and it kind of this was a I, I felt a lot better. So I like doing this in person better. So this was fun. This was a cool thing, uh, and I I guess my my thought is if I was a Jayhawk consuming person coming up on March, I would just want. Jayhawk content, and I think we were providing. Yeah, that. even if it's shitty, right? <laughs> and, I, and the good news was, I don't think that was that shitty. I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was. That I think we'll get. Enough. I think we'll get better. I think there's a lot of things we fun, can though. work on. Uh, this is not our day job or profession or our yes, training. Sure, it is. Our training by any means. Uh, but this was it was fun. So uh, there was a couple things that we want to touch here uh, in the the. After dark, what do we call it? After hours. After hours. After we're gonna make this up as we go. Yeah, it'll cha- it'll change names four <laughs> or five times. But we didn't get to our 
Well, I don't know. This is your segment. You call it the trash can rankings. You've been doing this thing on Twitter <laughs> that I don't really understand. You should. I don't, I don't think anyone asked for it. Nope. Not and, at I, all. and I don't think you particularly enjoy doing it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> even said today, why is this a thing? And I'm like, I ask myself that every day. But I do like the concept of ranking the Big 12 teams like minute by minute. Yeah. Which so is essentially what you're doing, right? Basically. So I a long time ago, I was at a Walgreens. And they had, you know, at Walgreens, they will have from time. I think it was Walgreens. Might have been Price Chopper. It, whatever. It was a local place with stuff you buy. And, you know, they, they have, like, a section that goes, like, super clearance, like, super duper duper clearance. I rarely stop at those things, but I saw some K, KU stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. What's this? Uh, and it was, like, for 30 cents, you could get these magnets of all the Big 12 teams. They get all the Big 12 teams in magnets for 30 cents. So I was like, I'll find something to do with these. <laughs> I got something. And then I didn't touch them for five years. And then I was cleaning out my closet and found them. And I was like, I got to do something with these. And so I was in my office. I look around. I got no place to put a magnet. I got nothing metal except for my trash can, which sits under my desk. And I thought, I'm going to put these flags of all the Big 12 teams on my trash can and rank them every day until the end of the Big 12 season. So that's what I started doing. And today, for the first time, I did a video of it. Awesome. And I'm going to keep doing it because it makes me laugh. And frankly, I don't give a shit about the rest of you. <laughs> I don't think it's funny because I'm going to keep doing it. I did chuckle when that's I saw it. That's all I'm asking for. I, ch- I chuckled when I saw the video. Bar. So uh, let's let's talk about your actual rankings here. You moved K-State down. But well, I guess start at the beginning. So number one, who do you have? I have KU number one. Okay. That's, that's probably what I would have figured. That's not a homer take. Even if we were bad, you would probably put us number one. No. Yeah, I'm realistic about my my ranking. I'm not. Uh, so w- w- after after one, because I think two and three debatable. Who do you have as number two? So there has been a change there within the last week. Whoa! Yeah, after the uh, the Oklahoma State game where Baylor won in overtime, I moved Baylor below Tech and Tech up, and that looked a lot better. Those rankings when Texas Tech beat the ever living crap out of Oklahoma uh, yesterday. So. I, I, am, I am comfortable now with Tech above Baylor, uh, with Tech 2, Baylor 3. But I think you can I, I you can make it either way. Right now, Baylor's actually Ken Palm number 4, KU 5, and Tech 6, 4, 5, 6 right now. So you can make an argument either way. But I got, I got Tech and then Baylor. Well, one thing we didn't get to talk about on the actual show, it's, if you're listening to the podcast, it's all one show to you. But on the actual radio show, we talked about the Baylor-Oklahoma State game. And I want to talk about the ending of that game. It was bonkers. <laughs> okay, so our our former friend or our our still friend, friend. Uh, Bryce Thompson, uh, was had the ball in his hands, game tied, and had a shot to win the game, and airballed it. Not even close. And it just so happened that the shot clock was half a second ahead of the game clock. Now there was an Oklahoma. I think it was likely got a rebound and basically just threw it up over the backboard and it went in and like it was like shot. like a horse shot it like was behind it, the backboard and no one really seemed to notice what just happened it was like oh did did we just win did we just <laughs> did this just happen did we just win they went and checked on it the shot clock goes off half a second before and he, he doesn't get it off before the shot clock but he does get it off before the game clock it's like one of the greatest what if shots that game that shot's not going to be shown on any highlight reel but if it was half a second different it would have been shown forever 
Yeah. It's an incredible shot. Uh, but anyway, Oklahoma State goes this down. This is Bryce's fault for waiting until two seconds left to shoot instead of four seconds left, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we could talk about that. Once a J, always a J. Y- yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Thompson, but uh, didn't like didn't like the ending of that game. So anyway, Baylor gets out with the win, but you did move them down. Number four, who do you have? I got Texas, and I did say today that the outcome of this Texas TCU game, which is uh, occurring as we speak, and you will know the outcome of when you listen to this, uh, may have a may have a play in there. Although I'm not sure who I would move above them, even if they lose. This, this feels like a, a top three that's very close. A maybe its own segment, Texas, and then you could kind of start convincing me lots of ways the rest of the way down. I think the firmest positions here are KU one, Texas four, Texas four, yeah. and maybe West Virginia last. I think that's right. You fill it like, from there. That's everything like a else can kind of be like moved <laughs> in and out, but those three spots are kind of solid. Yeah, so those te- are those are Big Twelve wor- Wordle Green spots. The rest <laughs> yeah. of them, you yeah. can move. play around with the rest of them. These, these are these are gray spots or yellow spots. Figure out where they fit. Okay, so now we're getting interesting. Now I think between five and nine. Maybe Oklahoma's at the bottom, but like between five and nine, you could probably convince me any order. Yeah. So I, I I did a little bit of nerd stuff here and allowed Iowa state to be fifth. Wow. Uh, They are 28th in Ken Palm and no other team is anywhere close to that. That's left on the board here. The next closest is 44th. Do you know who that is? No. Oh, you they're ninth on this list. Wow. So the, the numbers like Iowa State and Oklahoma, I like Iowa State. They they were, you know, they went 0-4, and, and then they won their last two, kind of saving their season a little bit. Uh, left, they got West Virginia and at K-State, OU left. So if they go 3-1 and because their last game's at Baylor, we're starting to talk about a tournament team, even though this was a, you know, a, a team that looked like for a while there they were tanking big time. And they were – they're. Their non-con season was great. Uh, they started off hot, and their 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 quad one wins are still among the top, you know, five or six or whatever. I, I can't remember how many they have, but they got a bunch. Can you update your rankings mid podcast? If because we're talking, this this is almost March. Like Joe Lenardi's updating like every every twenty minutes or so. I'm gonna start bringing the bucket. Yeah, you bring <laughs> it, bring it everywhere I'm you bring go. The trash can with me. And just stop <laughs> whatever I'm doing. Toss the toss the trash can down and say we got a rankings update. Because West Virginia is playing Iowa State right now. Uh oh. A- in Ames. Don't tell me. Halftime. Cyclones are down by or yeah, Cyclones down by ten. Ma- Mountaineers up ten at halftime. So oh can you ch- can change it? Not even after the game. Pardon me. Mid game live bet action here. I think <laughs> I need to do a live bet on Texas and a live bet on Iowa state right now. Uh, yeah. I, that would be interesting if they lose their dropping for sure. Uh, and let's talk about who's left and then we'll try to figure out where we would slot them. But I got TCU next. And this was a, this was a change this week too. K state and TCU. I had swapped after KU won. And TCU won, or uh, and then TCU won this week. I moved uh, TCU above K State. How do you feel about that? I know you don't like it. I, I, you know you don't trust TCU. I don't know anything about TCU. <laughs> I haven't watched TCU. Like I've watched all these other teams either play KU or play somebody else. I haven't. I don't know anything about TCU. I just don't think they're. And I said this on the show today. I don't think TCU is going to win a game the rest of the year. Like l- let's look at their schedule. You don't think they're going to win at West Virginia? No. Okay. Well, they've got Texas tonight, Tech, 
KU, KU, West Virginia. It's yeah. a tough sled though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're going to win any of them. I, now they're, I think they're currently up like one point on Texas. So like this, my my prediction could end fairly early. But I think K State jumps up and takes that spot. So I would put K State above TCU, but I don't know a thing about TCU. Hmm. All I know is they won this week and K State did not. And TCU just quietly keeps winning games and very quietly to you, extremely quietly, like not sure they exist quietly. So we've got three teams left. What order? So K-State's the next one. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Oklahoma State, OU, West Virginia. In that order? Yeah. Do you have a gripe with that? I just struggle with Oklahoma State. I think they're pretty good, but we just kind of write them off because they're not going to be in the Big 12 tournament, they're going to be in March Madness. So it's like it's easy to just like not give them any kind of consideration. I do think they're pretty good. Yeah. I think they'll be pretty good next year too. Well, uh, they are 3 and 3 over their last 6 with uh a very very close loss to Baylor and an over two straight overtime games actually. They've played 3 overtime games in the Big 12 conference. Uh, and one of those, two of them, the last two. They won against K-State at K-State. I'm sorry, no, that was at home, excuse me. And then Baylor at home. And just to talk about Oklahoma, too. I think I give Oklahoma way too much credit because they've played us close twice. And they've really been blown out by everybody else. They don't have any close games against anybody else. They've got a couple of good wins. They played Texas close. They they beat Texas Tech, and they did beat Texas Tech by by 15. Uh, But otherwise, there's not a lot of good wins that they've had in the Big 12. I'm, I'm looking at the Ken Palm sheet. A lot of red. Yeah, well, a, lot a lot of red with big numbers. They just have played KU twice, so I seem to overvalue them. Uh, I don't. I don't know. So I think Oklahoma near the bottom. They do have a good Ken Palm rating, but you know, yeah, they, they're they, not going to make the tournament. They beat Texas Tech by 15. Follow that up with a close loss to KU at Allen Fieldhouse, and then take Texas to overtime. So like that stretch right there is like. You know, a couple things go the different way. Like that's a that's a great stretch. The problem is they follow that up with a 21 point loss to Iowa State and a 24 point loss to Texas Tech. Those are their last two. Yikes! It's hard not to put them at the next to the bottom. This is the minutia you get on the after hours, not right. not on the radio show. This is not radio stuff. This is this is like we're just like reading schedules here. <laughs> Love it, but well, this, you got to defend your take. I'm defending <laughs> my take. No, I, no, no. This is this is Jayhawk in March. This is we want to hear everything there is to know. And so, of course, you have West Virginia at the bottom. Yeah, uh, not much to be said there. They, could they jump up ahead of Oklahoma if they win tonight? So what? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> they would have won two of their last fourteen games. It's hard to give <laughs> it's hard to make them that exciting. Uh, but I'll tell you what: if they beat Texas next week, okay. Well, uh, I'm just we'll comparing. They, they'd have the same record as Oklahoma. They'd both be four and eleven in, in the conference. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there's a case to be made for for the. the I'll Huggy listen Bears. to the case. I'll listen to the case. That if they win, that that will be pretty. That's a pretty surprising win. Okay, so... Uh, but you the, know what? They beat Iowa State last time. They got an Iowa State win under the belt. Have their, have their number. They have their number. This is probably just rehashing a lot of it, but I'm going to go over Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology from yesterday morning. I don't think he's updated it since then. But, of course, KU, number one seed in the Midwest. It's where we always want to be, right? It's our, it's our home. It's our, it's our safety blanket, our comfort. Where do you want to be at the end of the year? 
number one seed in the Midwest. I don't care. I want to see where Kentucky is. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got a little PTSD on, on that Kentucky game. Uh, you have Baylor as a two seed. Texas Tech as a two seed. Who, you know, they, you say they come, Ken Palm number six now? Who's that? Texas Tech? Uh, yes. Sneakily might have the best resume in the country if you really look at it. All right. Let, they, me, take a, let me take a really look at it. They, let me see what you're talking about here. Yeah, they, they I don't think that they're gonna be in contention for a one seed, but if let's if they win the Big Twelve tournament, I think you could make a case. They win out. If they win out. Yep. They would be they'd finish the season twenty five and six, and they'd win three times twenty eight and six. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's close. It's a getting lot of close. quad one wins. A lot of quad one wins, a lot of good ones. win against us. Baylor, Texas, Texas twice. Uh, Baylor twice. They've already beat Baylor twice. Uh, and then they got nothing in the non-con other than a, a good win against Tennessee in overtime. Which so, is a good win. Yeah, but the, like the rest of their wins were all against 300-ranked you know, Ken Palm teams. Their strength of schedule will hurt on the non-con. But <laughs> that's made up quite a bit in the Big 12. Quite a bit. Okay, so let's just finish that, this out. We've got Texas as a five seed. Iowa State as an eight seed. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's really your quality wins in the non-con versus the Big 12 being a struggle for Iowa State. And then you've got TCU currently as a 10 seed. But they will not be favored in the rest of their games. No, they will not. Uh, maybe the last one. At West Virginia, I don't think they'll be favored. All right. So, no, anyway, you got guess. first OU is first four out, and then K-State is next four out, if you understand what that means. That's just the next, like, K-State would be, like, sixth off the list. Guess OU who has would the be most two. quad one wins right now in, in college basketball? Quad uh, one. This is something that the Big Twelve that the NCAA tournament uh, selection committee takes into account. Obviously, the net. They look at these, most? these quad rankings. Is it Texas Tech? Nope. Is it? Baylor. Nope. Well, tied, kind of. Tied, kind of. This is a yes or no question. It's KU. KU has oh, we the have most. The, we have the most? Okay. 10 and 3 in the quad one. Baylor's 10 and 4 in quad one. Okay. So, so they have the most. Close, but, kind, know, like, of. Yeah, kind, close of. kind of. Close, kind of. Now you see. Tie, sort of. Okay. Who's third? Baylor? Nope. They're second, tied with. Oh, close, oh, oh, kind oh. Of. Uh, Texas Tech. Nope. Texas mm-hmm. Tech is 7 and 6 in quad one. Not okay. like. Awesome, but not, you know, they got seven wins in quad one, which is the same as Villanova, Alabama, Kentucky, Purdue, or, uh, yeah, those, yeah, Purdue. Wisconsin. Nope. Wisconsin is Purdue. pretty far down. I don't know. Can I just give it to you? Just, yeah, tell me. Iowa State. Oh, my God. Iowa I'm State serious. is third in college basketball in quad one wins with How come eight. they can't win a game then? They're eight and seven in wow. quad one. All of their losses except for two have come in quad one. So they are not, uh, yeah, nine and nine. I'm sorry, they're one and two in quad two wins. <laughs> so anyway, the point is, Iowa State has a resume because they've won a whole bunch of good games. Wow, eight and seven, quad one. They got a bunch of quad one losses too, but they got a bunch of quad one wins. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know by watching them. It's hard to watch that team. They, it's, I mean, it's so weird to watch them compared to what we, you know, have grown to know in Iowa State to be. Anyway, this has turned into the Iowa State podcast, but uh, the point is, KU number one, Baylor number two, Iowa State number three in quad one wins. Wow. There you go. Well, the more you know. It looks like they've got enough to make the tournament, but they can't, they can't keep losing. They can't they can't lose this game to West Virginia. They can't keep 
keep listening. All right, Kevin, let's let's wrap up. There's a couple other things we we wanted to get to. Um, we'll just touch on it here. Maybe we'll talk about this with Nick because I know Nick's got some some hot takes on this. But you and I did participate in the RockChuck.io NFT drops on Saturday. Yeah, we did. And so we did talk about this last week a little bit. We are not crypto guys. We're not NFT guys. So I'm not sure how we've landed on this. Uh, and I think my my description to you is I, I've come up with a way to describe it. It's basketball cards. Yeah. It's it's exactly basketball cards. They made it's, it look like basketball. It's more cards. basketball cards than than like that's what it is. But there's a lot more to it. Well, if there's interest from our listeners, we'll talk more about NFTs, but there's actual basketball to talk about. I I think I have decided where I landed on NFT on the KU NFTs. I will continue to purchase them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to tell anyone because I'm embarrassed about it. I'm just not that I'm embarrassed. I will continue to do it, particularly if there's an NIL element to it where the players are getting something out of it. Now, I don't know what their cut is. Uh, we did ask uh, the KU Athletics Department on a Twitter spaces what their cut was. Uh, the I think the the response was we didn't negotiate that we only negotiated our, mm-hmm. our good answer good that's answer very good answer that's a very well put together answer uh, so I don't know what they're getting I'll still probably buy some I'm much more interested though like these were kind of cool whatever it's uh, basketball cards maybe you get the elite version or the gold or whatever. And then you get some golden tickets that Andrew got. I got a golden ticket. Andrew got a golden ticket. What does that mean? I'm not quite sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Who really knows what we got? But I will say this. If they start doing NFTs right, if they start doing the things that they need to, first of all, commission us to come in, lock ourselves in a room, and come up with the best NFT ideas, like really taking into all like KU lore all, all the sort of stuff, the moments, the crazy weird stuff that's happened. I'm sure you can all sort of come up with your own and sort of own the digital version of that. And you are the owner. That sounds pretty cool. That's as, you know what, Andrew? That is almost as cool as Greg Short owning the Roy Williams <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jacket that got thrown into the stands that we talked about on the show. Uh, okay, maybe not. But there are ways you could do that. And, and if they start doing it, if they do it right, if they really do it right, and they're going to need people like us to help them do it right, I think, that would be, uh, that, that, that would pique my interest a little more. I like it. What do you think? I, I, I don't know. Okay. I go back and forth. They are expensive. <laughs> they're not cheap. They're not cheap. And so, but I, maybe I'm going to hold off my opinion until I figure out. Like what I'm gonna really land with this golden ticket? <laughs> Judging everything on the ticket. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it is an interesting thing to get. Like, hey, you got a golden ticket. What does that mean? Hold on, Let, we'll get to you. <laughs> like the, 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 I don't. I don't know if I want to find out. Like, I want to live in the mystery. Yeah, know. it'd probably be worth more if you just had a golden ticket and it didn't. And they just said it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I, I just like to live in that anticipation. Yeah. But, you know, this was a fun night, Kevin. We got to to be on 610 Sports, and, and thanks to Nick Schwartz for kind of being the architect of this whole deal and, and helping us out with, with everything and putting us on 610. So we're excited to do this uh, through March, through this through this season. Uh, I hope you all like what we did. Let us know on Twitter how we did, what you want to hear. This is an interactive deal. So, Kevin, any thoughts? How did we do? That was fun. I don't really care. I, I don't. I had a good time. 
I think the content was good. I think people will like it. If they didn't, that's okay because we're having a blast. That's all that really matters. And you know what? It's fun kind of being in person. Like, that's the thing that I probably took the most from this. You and I haven't done an in-person sort of podcast thing since, like, a, a, literally a decade ago. Uh, so it was kind of fun doing that, having Nick in there, doing it the right way. Uh, so that, that was probably the most fun part, making each other laugh. It's a lot easier to do in person than over Skype or Zoom or whatever the hell we're using now. Yeah, it's pretty humorless on <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah. Zoom's made everybody pretty humorless. Everyone but. hates Zoom now. <laughs> Zoom <laughs> has Zoomed itself out. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you catch us live next week uh, on, on 610 Sports, 6 o'clock Wednesdays. And then you can also, of course, catch it here on the podcast as well. Hit us up at Jayhawk Talk, Sherlock Hoops. We're going to keep bringing all the content to you all through March into March Madness and hopefully a deep, deep, deep run for the Kansas Jayhawks. Andrew, one last thing. We good? Always. Rock Chuck, yeah. tried to tell him every time we on the court i tried to tell him that we never coming up short i tried to tell him that we came here to get the win i tried to tell him that that they should never let us in they say that we the best but i say we the greatest that's why they try to knock us down and always seem to hate us that's why they talk about us they know they can never fade us it's tradition and that kansas pride that has truly made us they know just how we feel they know at allen field that we gonna keep it real shout out the bill this for them fans that waited off in them long lines camped out before the games and they stayed a long time every dollar that we spend just to watch our team win on a jayhawk shirt or a new clean bins with a sticker on the back with the k and the u uh-huh yeah baby that'll make you say ooh we at the top of the top just like we should be started from the bottom thanks to what james could see Dr. Naismith made a game for man, changed lives for the players, and did the same this for, for the fans. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. This for my J-Hope fans, for my J-Hope. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hope years that we've been cheering everything that we've been hearing all them spreads that we've been clearing never been no team we fearing and look how bill got us steering all them tournaments appearing with no team that's interfering nine times get the cheering with them banners held high and the crowd going wild night before the final four you can't even sleep now yeah we at the peak now we can't even leap down march madness man we've been waiting weeks now if you a Hawks fan, go ahead and hold them ones high. Shout out to the boosters showing love in the alum. Now I'm speaking for the fans, even though I'm just one guy. We appreciate the love, love won't run dry. Imagine the state of Kansas with no Jayhawks. That's like having no streets, but trying to jaywalk. 
They see us as support, and we see them on the court. So we keep it loud and do our best so we don't come up short. We win together, and we lose together. But win or lose, we still booze together. Struggles in my life will change me as a man. But one thing that'll never change, I'll be a Jayhawk fan. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. I ain't even gotta really say it. This one for the fans, that's why I made it. March Madness, here we can't be faded. Rock Chuck J. Hawk in your faces. It's for my J. Hawk fans, for my J. Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. And if you love it, then I love it, cause we hawks, baby. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. It's for my J-Hawk fans, for my J-Hawks. Hawks.